Welcome to the Healing Voice Podcast. My name is Lance Howard, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 7, Episode 4, titled Own Your Story. How owning our story leads to self-love and changing our lives for the better. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome you to the tribe of I am and it is the understanding that the tribe or the family or the village is it is our world it is the human experience and that I amness is not unique to myself because when I say I am I'm particularly or maybe typically thinking in a self-centered way perhaps but that speaking of the I am is speaking to the is speaking to that which is the core and essence of all of us and it is so embedded in our reality that we can't avoid saying I am it's so close to us and that our language encompasses it so easily makes it self-evident that makes I am this self-evident and if we take just a moment to think about life itself all living things have this sense of I am and we might learn that certain animals or creatures or plants have certain defensive mechanisms and that they have a will to live just as much as I do. They have their own sense of I amness. And that is the intelligent life that is in and around and throughout all things at all times. And something to be very, very thankful for, something to be celebrated and something to awaken to in that I am part of that experience. I am part of that tribe, the tribe of I am. And it also makes me reflect on the ancient wisdom that says you should love your neighbor as yourself. And when I keep I amness in perspective, I realize that Okay, then if I'm to love my neighbor as myself, then my love is to extend to all the all the things that have the sense of I amness, because so do I. <laughs> well, there becomes a slight problem if I don't obviously if I don't know that about myself, if I can't make the connection to I amness, and if I don't appreciate or love myself, then it is challenging to appreciate and love the life that is around me. And we see this all the time in human behavior, how humans may act out in detrimental ways to themselves and to others. Their, their sense of self is not safe. Their sense of self is not, it's not whole. And therefore they damage themselves and they damage others collectively humanity has been damaging the planet for example which is to say that collectively our sense of i amness is not whole is not healthy but if we can awaken to it and we can because i am 
if we can awaken to it, then we can change things. And we've had the idea for a while that perhaps organizations or institutions can change the state of things in our cultural lives. I guess I mean when it comes to city life and just trying to exist in the day-to-day working and jobs and paying bills. But the problem that we are all dealing with is the one thing that is the hardest for us to acknowledge. And that is, I am, and so are you. <laughs> it's the thing that's so close to us again, that we, we just live day to day ignoring it. So if we have an organization made up of humans who don't know themselves and don't appreciate and love themselves, then we have an unhealthy organization. And if we have an institution that is made up of people who don't know themselves, don't love themselves, don't understand their connection to I amness, and therefore can't own their very own personal story in that courageous, vulnerable, yet loving way, then we have a very unhealthy institution as well. When the human heart changes, then we can change the institution. When the human heart changes, we can change the corporation. When the human heart changes, we will essentially treat the planet better. And the way we decide to farm our foods and the way we decide to educate our children and the way we decide to keep ourselves healthy in terms of drugs or pharmaceutical intervention and things of this nature, our whole outlook will change when we understand and appreciate who we are because our first priority will be to do no harm because love comes first. And love comes first when I love me fully and completely. When you know that I love me, then you can trust that I will have your best at interest. But if you know I'm dealing with self-hate perhaps, or not appreciating myself, then you might beware that I may not have the healthiest support to give to you. And this is what we put up with on a daily basis. We go into places thinking that certain people will help us. There's the mask or the guys. For example, if a person's doing their job, they may very well help us because their job demands it. But we know a person that one really loves their job and then second, but more importantly, loves themselves. They're going to reach out in, in a way that really connects to who we are as a people group. Hmm. They'll have, they'll be more compassionate is what I'm saying. They will be willing to go the extra mile, even when they're tired. This is what awakening to I amness can do for us as individuals and in the workplace, again, in the institution, in the organization. And the one thing that stands out to me the most today is about owning our story, that you have a story. You are the character in the story of your life that matters the most. And no one can own your story for you. And so I would like to encourage us to 
take a good look at our stories from the beginning until now and all the things that happened or did not happen whether we enjoyed them or did not enjoy them it's just a movie playing and being able to own the story of my life speak about it speak to it write about it share it with others be vulnerable in in that i can tell even just myself what happened on that particular day gives me the ability to look myself in the mirror and say you're okay i appreciate you i love you i i own my story so therefore i love my story and therefore that much closer or better understanding to how to love myself and how I can therefore love someone else's story because it's their story but if I didn't find some level of appreciation for my story and all the troubles and trials and tribulations and mistakes that I went through then it's very difficult for me to take a look at someone else's story or if they share it with me it becomes really difficult to to really connect because the i amness is the peace that brings us together if i own my story if you own your story you are able to own the story of the whole world from the beginning until now all the good all the bad the things that we wished would have happened and the things we wish would have not happened hmm and that is a powerful experience um a, that can lead to a sort of enlightenment because it awakens the greatest sense of i am in the human heart which begins to reach beyond time it reaches beyond time because now it's the human story but the only way i can kind of get my arms around the human story so to speak is just to be able to get my arms around my own story first. <laughs> We have been conditioned to take a close look at history, right? You have to pass, you know, history classes. You need to know your history. And what i'm saying today is we need to know our story we need to know our story not his story this needs to be far more personal my story and you i would encourage you to say my story because when you say his story you're saying someone else's story but when i say my story I need to own my story. I need to know my story. I need to be able to pass the the test and answer the questions about my story. And then I'm ready to own the larger questions of your story and everyone else's the story of our planet. Someone was asking me some really deep questions last night about how to make the community stronger, how do we create a more just society where equality and where people can receive the things that they need and can do it by their own hands because they're not being held back and 
and the talk kind of went into the political level. You know, how do we get these politicians to do the right things? They often may say some of the right things, but then things don't go as planned or the way we were told that they might go. And the perspective of how can we change things again at the kind of institutional level. We've been at that for a really long time. We've tried that for a really long time. And I think when the individual, again, can own their own story, then the larger political story can change, but it doesn't work the other way around. There's no way to make the political story change. We can't like jump into politics and rewire the way that game works. The only way to rewire the game is to have humans enter it who think differently. (laughs) So where do we find those humans who think differently and then can enter that game and help change things? and be so committed to I amness and so committed to their own story and how that connects to every other story in the larger context of life on our planet that they don't give in to the same game that's been played for decades and centuries now. How do we support that type of politician if there is such a thing? Maybe we don't even use the word politics anymore. Maybe we decide to come up with a new term for this type of influential and cultural leader who helps make massive decisions that affect thousands or millions of lives. The same mindset that created such a system, what I'm saying is the same mindset that created it cannot be will not be the mindset that actually changes things. And so if we're using words like awakening and enlightening, enlightenment, how do we get the awakened individual in there? Is it about the awakened individual or is it simply about the awakened community? Meaning here, there are three, four, five, or six of us. What if the six of us were each able to own our personal story and therefore able to hear the other five stories and own them. And then suddenly that allowed our mind to expand to the global level and see the larger story of humanity and how this is the tribe of I am and we're all in this together. And just through that alone, we're able to impact or create change because I have certain gifts and skills and so do you and so do you and so do you. Life kind of takes us along a journey that goes, oh, you're ready to align with me. You're ready to align with I amness and how we can work together. You've been trying to work with your human schemes (laughs) and your human games on how to create change. But if you'll just align with me, I amness, which you clearly are, then watch how the doors and opportunities will just fly wide open that you didn't know how to create on your own. I really think that that's possible. I I think that's the way to change. 
is when it's a very grassroots type of movement from the bottom up, definitely not from the top down. My encouragement is simple, is I think the larger issues of our society will easily be taken care of when we as individuals learn what it is to be human. And that's what Tribe of I Am is, is about. Being human, what is that and how do I do it? Because from this tall, four or five years old, I was just told to behave a certain way and to learn certain things and pass the tests and fit in. And so that's what I'm given on how to be human. <laughs> I'm not taught even the basics, like how to properly fuel my body, <laughs> how to properly fuel my mind, learning to think and speak positively versus the typical norm of our culture is kind of this overarching negativity about Mondays or about the cloudy weather or the, there's always some kind of connection we can easily make to the negative and this is how you how we're raised up it's like we learn this but that's also how we fit in so it makes sense that it becomes part of our oh this is just what you do and this is where everyone's at this is how we talk and we communicate so now i belong and we all belong together this is good but it's not really good it's not really good because it's not helping us create the life that we love so what if the life that we want to live is available right now by just being it? What if the life we live is available now just by being it? The wholeness of the life. I mean, to me, I am is the source mm -hmm. of everything and it's, it never goes away i become more aware and less aware that i am <laughs> and it's my lack of um, continuity with consciousness that makes it seem elusive it's not elusive i'm elusive so I, I need to be aware of um, carrying that presence with me everywhere. Right. To support what you just said, just in case there's any confusion for anyone who's listening about the word consciousness and I amness and the whole illusion piece, it being elusive. Consciousness is life itself. And then we have the awareness piece, which gives us the, the I sense, the sense of I. So when we talk about I am, we're, it's synonymous with saying conscious awareness. I am conscious aware, conscious awareness. And so is every other living thing, consciously aware. Hmm. The elusive part or the illusion that we encounter is in the, this physical experience. We see all this difference and variety 
on top of the fact of how we're conditioned mentally to think about ourselves, to think about one another, and how we want to try to fit into the community. The community typically is is saying, "I am not." The community saying, "I'm not worthy. <laughs> I'm not lovable." And in fact, you're mostly not worthy and or and lovable unless you participate and act a certain way. Then you're acceptable. And you know, if if we abide by by this, I'm just going to say, if we abide by this, I am notness, then we can all be okay together. But the sense of I am not is what creates all the division. That's the simplest way to put it. It creates all of the division. But any any negative emotions that the human experience it experiences is the result of feeling I am notness. I'm not okay. I'm not safe. I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. Creating increasing senses of guilt and shame. But the truth is, you are. Truth is, I am, which is just to say, I exist. <laughs> I am consciously aware, and difference is not a problem. That's just a lie. That because one person's tall and one person is short, or one person is skinny and one person is chubby, or one person has small feet and one person has thick lips, or what whatever the differences are, right? It's just like saying, well, why is the field full of a variety of flowers, and does that matter in the first place? And of course, it doesn't matter that the field is full of flowers. That makes the field worth walking through and and enjoying. So humans are the ones who create the illusion that there's a problem with all of this variety. Okay. So when we truly understand I amness, then we can awaken to the reality of unity that there is, and that's the loving part. This is all one thing. This is all one breathing experience that we call life. And I, I appear to be one different facet or object within it, but more accurately. The I am is expressing itself through this form and through this piece of variety. Hopefully, that just clarifies some things about I amness and consciousness and what the illusion is all about that we're trying to overcome, so that when we enter into different spaces with different people, we're no longer seeing them as problems. <laughs> you know that stress you get when you walk in and there's a certain. Vibe in the room, or a certain person just rubs you the wrong way. All of it is just an illusion that we're making up. A very tricky part of it is that what we have a problem with is often a reflection of ourselves. That's a very, very tricky one. That's difficult to. It's difficult to own. It's also difficult to explain. Right? It may like I, I've had to think long and hard about about it. And of course, the ego doesn't want to. Own it, you know, which makes it even harder to try to understand it. You know, it's like, well, I just want to understand, but your ego's like, no, I don't. You don't really want to understand at all. 
that person has a problem and it can't be you. <laughs> it can't be me. That person has a problem. But if you look long enough, meaning don't just watch them, but if, if you'll walk away and ask yourself, what is my problem with their behavior? If you stick with it honestly, you'll eventually come to the realization like that in some kind of way you do the same thing and they are the reflection that life is giving you that something about your behavior needs to change that's why that person is there and if you can change the behavior then that's the answer that's the answer if you can change the behavior that's the answer but if you can't life is going to keep bringing these people into your experience for you to see the reflection and some people live and live their whole experience on this planet thinking it's the other person or the other people and they never wake up to the fact that life was actually trying to help them see themselves that is a very loving thing again that the i amness is so grandly intelligent to create those experiences for us. That is love. That is pure love to say, here's another opportunity for you to see yourself and that you can overcome, that you can be better. You can, you can express yourself better is the more accurate, accurate way to say that. Not that you can be better because you already are the I am. So you can't be any better, but you can express yourself in this physicality better. That's also an issue of not just emotional health, but physical health. Maybe our bodies aren't well, and in some way this is a reflection for us to, to take ownership or responsibility for the way we've perhaps treated our body in the past and how we would like to revamp that today and actually love our bodies. That is not an easy journey because it takes, it means taking responsibility for, for your health in ways that maybe you've put it onto someone else. Like, I don't know, maybe you've put it onto your doctor <laughs> that it's their job to keep your body healthy. Maybe you've put it on the food label. Whatever food you bought, it says it's non-GMO, and organic and so if you've placed all your trust in the label itself maybe you're still not taking full responsibility because some of you know that just because it says something on the box doesn't mean it's actually what it says and so there's always i guess the question is is am i really taking full responsibility for myself or am i expecting someone else to do it for me that can become really challenging because, well, if I really want to take full responsibility, I should probably have a garden of my own. That's, that's the best way to do that, which a lot of people do. And some of us can't because we don't have the means or the space or, or whatnot. So we do the best that we can. We just do the best that we can. So what is your story? We're just gonna sit for a few minutes in silence Maybe you have elements of your story pop up in your memory, certain events that happened as a child or whenever in your life. It could have been yesterday. It could have been a year ago. It could have been 40 years ago. 
can you just observe what happened as the memory comes to you or plays out observe it and realize that it is a memory and that it it's not real meaning what's real is what's happening right now the sound of my voice is real because it's right now the memory is a projection in your mind which also means an imagination it's something that once was and now your mind is reflecting it into the present moment the real moment if you are wise you may also be aware that because you remember it doesn't even mean it happened exactly the way you think it's playing out in your head and that's okay because we're human we're forgetful we have our own perspective of things sometimes that perspective changes that's not a problem the point is is we know it's part of the imagination and that it's not the real thing because what's real is right here and now let's just take a couple minutes to breathe deep and we breathe in fully and we let go this is breathing into the stomach then you feel it rise fully and then you just let go not releasing it completely to where you have no air left but just letting go to where it's comfortable and breathe in fully and let go just repeat that on your own at your own pace and let the memories of your story come to light or come to you and just sit with them you don't have to feel anything about them you don't have to become bound like tied up because of them just keep breathing let your breathing be the reminder that you are here and now and that the memory is just that it's just a memory see the memories but continue breathing as a reminder that you are here and now see the memories but make no emotional tie to the memory see it like a movie just playing now you don't have to touch it you don't have to get involved with it and keep breathing your breath is the connection that keeps you here and now So I have a few suggestions. One, it may be hard to even see the memories for long. I'm not sure, but for me, when the memories came, it was like I could only see them for a few seconds. I could see it, I had no emotion to it, but it didn't last very long. It just went away because I because my attention was still centered on my breathing and just being here and now. Maybe your memory was able to stick around for a while and maybe you were able to just observe it and not be bothered or get busy with the memory. Your breathing kept you centered in the here and now. 
if you can see this the the memory this is a part of us just owning our story that certain events happened whether we think they're good or bad they happened and that is my story and i once was there and i could have compassion for myself for the things i went through i can have compassion for myself because people may have said things that weren't great to me or i even said things that weren't great to someone else i can have compassion for myself i can do that i can do that that is my choice and like like a parent trying to raise a child we don't like it like the mistakes our children make but we don't love them less because they make mistakes and so this is where the self love piece comes in is that can i see my story and see that at the time perhaps i didn't know how to do better and i can love myself even with that just like i would with a child or a more immature person right but if you i may say for example I'm 60 years old and I see myself at 20 making a mistake. Okay, well at 60 I think a 20-year-old is like a baby to you and you would say, "Okay, baby, we can be okay about this," you know? That same appreciate that same gentleness that we may have with a baby, we can have with ourselves is what I'm saying because the first encounter of something dramatic or traumatic happening to us happened when we were that tiny that precious that young that innocent that immature even so i say that to hopefully clarify how simple self love is just don't expect per- perfection from yourself or from anyone else but be gracious because grace is what we all would like to receive. I don't make a mistake and then say no one desires punishment. That's my point. So why would you punish yourself? What you're looking for is grace. You don't come to me and say please punish me. You say I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> you say I'm sorry, which means please forgive me. So self-forgiveness is part of that. Can you do it for yourself just as much as you would like to have it from someone else? Okay, so self-love is one piece. Another piece is with the breathing you see how thoughts come and go. Memories are just thoughts that arise from from wherever. <laughs> They come and go. And the point is that you are still here. The memory came Now the memory's gone. Where did it go? It doesn't matter. The what what matters is that you are still here and that's another way of understanding I amness. I am is right here right now and that will never change. The great I am is right here right now and that will never change. But thoughts and emotions and feelings they will come and go. And this is important for us to know that's the elusive piece. that's the where the illusion comes in that we think we're what we think is reality actually is not they are things that are coming and going the reality is what stays i am 
I am stays. That's the reality. That is peace. That is love. That is forgiveness. It means no matter what you do, I am still here. <laughs> That's forgiveness. That is gentleness, humility, grace. It is the parent that you may have wished you had. It is the parent that you wish to be. It is abundance. It is health. It is prosperity. It is wealth. Because it doesn't end. It doesn't run out. <laughs> so if you're struggling with mental health, physical health, financial health, remember that I amness is life that doesn't end. That's physical and mental health because I amness is conscious awareness. It doesn't end. It doesn't grow old. It doesn't break down. It doesn't tear apart. And it is the source of life itself. So that is pure abundance. That is pure abundance. That is the prosperity of life. That when I walk through a forest or through a field, there's an abundance of life that constantly grows and renews itself. Only in the human mind do we create fear and anxiety based around lack <clears throat> or there not being enough. It's just another part of the illusion. If anybody has any questions about, about any of this, now's a good time that we could open it up for the next 15 minutes before we end. It could be questions of, okay, I'm experiencing this and I don't quite know how to get past it. Anything like that. Or how do I apply <clears throat> I amness to prosperity and abundance or I am needing better control of my emotions. How do I get a grasp on that? Does anyone have anything in the room or virtually? We have some people on YouTube and Jitsi meet as well. Or how can I make a difference in my workplace or anything at all? Okay, then I would like to say something about human behavior. We see things in other humans that we're not always sure what's going on with them. And they are things that might make us uncomfortable. Here's what, just remember that as soon as you take issue with someone else, their behavior or things that they are saying, it's a good time to just look within and ask yourself, what is my problem? Obviously I have a problem. Now what is it? This is taking ownership. This is taking responsibility, but it's a re it's not easy to get there, but if you do it once and if you do it twice, and if you do it three times, it'll make more sense as to why that's the most peaceful and loving thing you can do. And it, it like fertilizes your spiritual growth into awakening more to your I amness. Because when you take responsibility, then the creative intelligence of life itself, which we call God, will work with you to overcome the situation. 
And then you start realizing you don't need anyone else to change. But somehow they will, somehow they will change because you went through that process. But as long as you keep staring at the problem, it like, it solidifies the problem. <laughs> it turns the problem into concrete and it doesn't move. But if you look away and you go, okay, what am I dealing with? Why am I having this issue? What, what, what do I need to work on? It turns that around completely. I think someone's hand is raised. Yeah, it's me. Um, so along those lines, um, I'm just thinking about some um, previous friendships that I've had that I've chosen to just kind of walk away from. Like at what point, at what point does it become, I'm just gonna walk away because, um, I mean, I've asked the question, what, what do I see in this person that I don't like? And, and how is that a reflection of me, right? But then I still choose to walk away. So I guess just like at what point is that okay? Or is that, uh, I don't really know exactly what question, but how do you know, I feel like I'm just rambling, but how do you know when it's time to just say, you know what, I see what this person is exhibiting. I, I recognize that in myself and I'm still choosing to cut off this friendship. Wow, that's a good question. Thank you. Hmm. There does come a point when self-love overrides, meaning I can't, I probably, or maybe I'm now choosing to no longer place myself in an environment where I'm not being treated well, or I'm not being respected or that is part of the personal responsibility as well. Not just, not just being able and willing to ask the question, what is this person, you know, what's my problem with this person? Okay, I've asked that and I do perhaps have some things to work on, but there's repeated behavior that doesn't feel like is serving my best interest or that perhaps it's not very loving for me to bring myself into this over and over again. One of the most extreme examples of that would be an abusive relationship. At some point, the person has to awaken to their personal value and that they can't keep entering that situation. That's an extreme example. And sometimes it's just done, right? maybe what you're getting from that person the lesson that you're learning is is what the relationship's about and there and now it's just done if you've given it time and you've given it chance and still the the behavior's there then it especially if you can leave lovingly then i would do just that not leaving aggravated or in anger Definitely not leaving after an argument or something like that. But if you can break ties peacefully, that doesn't mean they have to like it for it to be peaceful. It just means you felt clear and free within yourself. That's that's good. I hope that was helpful. Thank you. That was helpful. Thank you. I've experienced that where I've had to break ties 
as a matter of walking away, saying, I see you, I love you, and I love myself enough to walk away, and being at peace because being able to walk that line between I love you and I love myself and what is in our best interest at this point is for us to each be in our own mm. experience that we are no longer walking the same path. Right. But it really is um, where your heart is when you do it. Mm-hmm. Just to re- I'm not sure if everyone can hear you. So I would just like to reflect back the most important part of that, which is sometimes the paths are just changing and going in separate directions, especially if you are trying to awaken more and more, but you have someone in your, in your life who's just not there. They're not open to that. It's hard to remain close when that happens because any time you spend maybe the level of conversation just isn't together you know and so you can't even really have a a discussion because here you are awakening to love and inner peace and all these wonderful wonderful things and therefore you would like to talk positively but the other person is stuck in a negative worldview and they would rather talk about that and so It makes it difficult to stick around and at some point you definitely just have to say, well, I have to spend less time here. (laughs) Owning your story is really, really important. Love is, is the, love is the answer. Love is the answer. All of the ancient documents and scriptures of, of old, they, they all have something to say about love your neighbor as yourself treat your neighbor the way you want to be treated love god with all your heart and mind and and soul and strength like love is always this glue that holds everything together and one thing we're not told about love is that you are first love is always projected as an outward thing it's something that you do for others but to reiterate it says love your neighbor as yourself which means the self-love piece must be the foundation by which you can love others even if i say i love you i'll say it a different way if you tell me you love me but you don't love you we have a problem so we may begin to question our love and that's okay that's a wise thing to go hmm, what do I mean when I say love <laughs> am I meaning the real thing or am I meaning that okay I remember once a complete stranger picked up my son once when he was like two years old she said oh I love you <laughs> And she was a stranger to me and him, but she was like a friend of a friend or something. So it was in a safe environment and all that type of stuff, but still. And I understood that what she meant was that that this baby who's really, really cute makes her feel really, really good. That's what she's meaning by love. 
And so to be frank, that's a very self-centered approach to love. It's like, I appreciate you because you make me feel good. That's not actually love at all. It's not actually love. But it is a good feeling. <laughs> Some say that we can't learn love because it's always present. What we, mm. what our challenge is, is to learn what is not love, what is blocking the flow right. of that essence. Right. Um, and I, mm. I always appreciate the idea that God gave us breath and it's free and it's free and we have to use it. Right. We will, we will perish if we do not breathe. Right. Right. And to me, that's the same as love. Yes. I will perish if I don't connect with that loving energy mm -hmm. that, um, I am. Yes, the loving thing is that we're giving, where we are given air to breathe without even having to wonder where it comes from next. Or that the sunshine shines on all of us, as the ancient scripture says. That is love. It doesn't matter what you've done, the sun will be there for you. When the rain falls, it doesn't matter what you've done, the rain will be there for you. This is love. It's no matter what or where or who. I am there for you. Okay, so how do I give that to myself? How do I give that to myself? Lance, no matter what you've done, where you've been, and no matter what you will do, I will still be here. That's self-love. And that makes me, a, if I connect to that, that makes me a really safe person to be around. Because I'll never have any reason to be jealous of you or to talk behind your back or you, you just, you, you'll never have to worry about there being a problem in the relationship when self-love is the other person's foundation on which they stand. They're not looking to stand upon you for anything. Well, tribe of I am. Navigating the human journey with an inherent or an eight intelligence that we all have, but not enough of our parents or leaders have spoken to it so that we can then begin to connect to it. Mm, and that's changing. That is changing. I think that's all I have for today. Thank you for being here and see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Healing Voice podcast. I also invite you to try the identity process. Get to know the answers to these questions. Who am I? What am I here to do? And how will I do it? Go to the website thv-tv.com to make your initial appointment. If you'd like to support the work of THV, you can send a donation. Your support helps others who can't afford the identity process one-on-one -on -one coaching. I'll leave the links in the description. Thanks for listening and tell someone about THV today.